we're going to pick up <laughs> where we left off about um, the wives of warlords. So last time we covered Kupnari, who was the wife of uh, Popat, who was the leader of the Khmer Rouge, who killed over two million people in Cambodia. And now we're going to focus on her sister, Kutherith. And again, I apologize because I'm pretty sure I'm not saying any of these names right. I think Kutherith is pretty, pretty, I mean, from my Cambodian ancestry, do I think you, that's pretty right on. Do you have Cambodian ancestry? No, I do not. <laughs> Our my, guest today. From my, from, from my Cambodian ancestry as well, I think you're you're doing a great job. So from the both of us, we're we're signing on board. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> our guest for this episode is Hi, I'm Cash Abdumalik. Yay. Hey, it's me. Just happened to stop by. Just by happenstance. Looking for change. Ran <laughs> into you guys, and now we're talking about warlord wives. Hey, better than change. It's much better. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, her, what's her name again? Her name is Thurus? Yes. Q Thurus. Q Thurus. How do you spell that? K-H-I-E-U and then space capital T-H-I-R-I-T-H. Thurus. So we're just going to call her Thurus. Yeah. I was calling K-T. her 30th. 30th. That's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so. What if it was right? Wouldn't that be bananas? <laughs> 30th. Yes. Holy shit, I said it right. <laughs> Okay, cool. Let's keep going. I'm gonna, part of me wonders if they did have attendance back in that day. If they were, if oh, people totally. were just like, oh, fuck it. I don't know. Let's just not do this. <laughs> well, there's torture. They're, Every single time the teacher comes up to the front, he's like, Ugh, Jesus. All right. <laughs> let's fucking fumble through this shit. <laughs> Qthrith, Rang Dong. Oh, my God. Stop now. <laughs> oh, sorry. 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 You're putting an We okay. apologize to our Cambodian listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure somewhere in Cambodia they're just like, oh, Americans are so stupid with their names. I know. Dant. <laughs> Carl. <laughs> Who do you know named Dant? <laughs> it's, they would guess an American name and they would get it wrong. Hakobi. Hakobi? See, that's pretty good. That's an American name. Okay, Jatrell. Jamara. Jatrell. Jatrell. Ashley. <laughs> Or Lauri. So last time we covered her sister, Panari, who died senile and, and sad, but she didn't have to face her trial for crimes against humanity because she was so crazy by the end of it all. Is really? Yeah, well, yeah, that's the legitimate, this legitimately the reason they didn't make her face trial. And it's insensitive of me to say crazy. They didn't make her go to trial because, first of all, she was super old by the time that they tried to bring, like, Pol Pot and her and uh, Ing Sari to to justice for these crimes against humanity. So she was, uh, and and she was, she had been, um, you know, mentally ill for so long that she she couldn't she couldn't comprehend anything in her mind. It was still like 1974, and she's still a teacher. Yeah, I guess if you're mentally ill and old, and you've done horrific war crimes against millions of people. No, I don't know. That's a weird judgment call. I mean, it's, she's, if, if you think about it, she's a prisoner in her own mind. Yeah. It's like that uh, episode of Law and Order Special Victims Unit where they're trying to track down that rapist who was like, he had like, he's been out for, or they couldn't find him for like 10 years. They're trying to find him before the um, statue runs uh, out. Oh yeah. And then they finally find statue him. Statue it. Statue it, yeah. And then they finally find him and he he's in a wheelchair and everybody's just like, oh, well, I guess we're not so sad that he raped all those women. 
I like, remember that one. No, and nothing happens to him, right? He well, they put him in. They arrest him and they put him in the wheel. But they take him into the. They have to like pick him up, and you're supposed to feel guilty for this guy because you have to pick up. He has to get picked up and put into a car. It's like no, he fucking raped a bunch of women. So I yeah, think yeah, I think I'm on Cash's side where I'm like I. It doesn't. I mean, I feel like no matter what, even if she isn't a prisoner in her own mind, she deserves to still be punished. Yeah, I mean, if somebody murdered my father and they're older now and they're like, oh, I did that. Yeah, you did that. Now you're going to spend the rest of your short life in jail. I mean, she's, I mean, I don't know. I mean, well, she was, it's a moot point because she was, she was pardoned and now she's dead. Let's bring it back. Let's, 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 <laughs> let's dig the body up. Let's have a Bloody Mary, <laughs> let's have a Bloody Mary judgment call of saying she should have been punished. She should be here for this debate right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the unfair thing is that she did live to be really old. She was 83 when she died. So that's not fair. I guess that's pretty old for them, right? That's old. That's old for anybody. <laughs> I mean, you're lucky. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Her sister, <laughs> Keith Earth, was also a, a big part of the Khmer Rouge. Um, so we're going to start with a little backstory on her husband uh, because uh, everybody knows that the man is more important than the woman. Yeah. I disagree. <laughs> Good call, buddy. Good call. That was nice. That uh, was what nice. was the husband's name? Ying Sari. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm keeping Colin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Colin's so, are gone. Laurie's going to keep Colin thing, Colin's thing going. Where <laughs> What was his thing? So anytime she said ink, sorry, he'd be like, don't, don't worry about it. It's fine. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then, that shouldn't make me laugh. <laughs> and every time I said Keith Earth, he was like, then get some water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say, I'm not going to keep that bit alive. I like the ink, sorry thing. Though, maybe. Excuse so, me. It's a, whole, it's a whole other thing. I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> so Ying Sari was known as brother number three during the movement, during during the whole Khmer Rouge thing, because Pol Pot was brother number one. And then um, there was a dude in the middle, obviously, and I don't remember his name anymore, but he was brother number two. And obviously his wife didn't matter. <laughs> Because I may, I didn't know research on her. Obviously, she did. <laughs> so, ah, okay, sorry. Um, when when they all like kind of went into hiding and all that, Ying sorry changed his name from. Uh, uh, actually, I'm sorry, I have that backwards. He changed his name from Kim Trang to Ying sorry. Is this kind of like the Paul Pot situation? Exactly. It's a, yeah. They all had to change their names to like go into hiding, and you know. If you have a new name but the same face, and nobody's gonna suspect a thing. And, <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's right. Uh, Pol Pot's original name was Salazar or Salazar. Salath. It was his first name. Salath Sar. Oh. S A R. Okay. So two names. Okay. Salazar. Okay. Salazar. Um, it's a good sounding name. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's it's it sounds more intimidating. I think we said this last time. It sounds way more intimidating than Pol Pot. Yeah. South Sar sounds very. It sounds like very, Severus Snape. Severus Snape. Yeah. It's something. Really it also has a kind of like a sci-fi feel to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it totally does. I bet he would appreciate that. <laughs> Whatever I can do to make him happy at this point is what I'm getting for. I'm sorry. Is Paul Pot still alive? Maybe Cash and Paul Pot can hang out. Maybe they, they'll be like the Dennis Rodman and Kim Jong-un of, oh. of Cambodia. Oh my God, that'd be amazing. I'm going to go there and we're going to start a podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Cash and Paul podcast. <laughs> he no, he he died in <laughs> he died in um, 1998. Good, oh, April sorry, 15th, buddy. 1998. So it's almost the anniversary of his death. Good. Oh, almost a 10 year, uh, 20, uh, 20 year anniversary. Yeah, because it's uh, yeah, it's April 6th right now, you guys. Um, 
So happy anniversary. 20th, 30th anniversary. Oh, 30th. Yeah. Yeah. 30th. Wow. Yeah. Cause I, yeah. Uh, yeah, I wasn't even going to do the math. I was just going to go with <laughs> whatever. Well, I just know because I was born in 1986 and I'm 31. So that's why I was like, it has to be at least 30. Cause, uh, 1998. 19, oh, I thought you said 1988. No, 98. I'm the idiot who agreed. I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> this, this podcast is about crime. <laughs> it's not about Bloody math. Ma- Bloody Mary. Bloody, Bloody Mary. <laughs> Bloody Murray. Bloody Murray. <laughs> um, okay, so Ng Sari served in the government of the Democratic Kampuchea as a foreign minister and the deputy prime minister. And, uh, oh, here it is. He was third in command after Pol Pot and Nguyen Che. His wife, Ng Thurith, if you recall, you know, um, they got married in France, which just sounds really romantic. And it makes me mad that they were such an awful couple. Because yeah, I... They also met in France. They met in France. Yeah, they, they got met, married. It was there. a very romantic. Uh, it was if this was a romantic movie, it would be like oh, what is that movie with uh, Casablanca? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> is it I was really? gonna say Hallu. No, I was gonna. I was thinking of Hallu's a husband in ten days, but um, what? that's not a romantic <laughs> movie. <laughs> it's it's the same film. It's so. It's <laughs> this, and it's the same story. It's totally, who's the girl in that movie? Kate Hudson. Yes. <laughs> Kate Hudson was was it really romantic or was it strategic what the how to lose a guy in 10 days (laughs) yeah that was very that was very strategic that was was for an article yeah they all both of them were like hey I'm gonna show you how to make a woman fall in love with me in 10 days and then the woman was like Kate Hudson's like I'm gonna show you how to make a guy hate me in 10 days and so uh, then then they all went to prove it and then they found out that they actually did really love each other i know it was nice it was but it was for it was for an article for like cosmo that's right yeah. that's right that's what i was saying as far as oh are, oh, are you referring to uh Inksari and uh q3 that what you're- no on this crime podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> you believe it or not that's what i was asking about oh okay see my my idea for the podcast was just to figure out ways to shove in how to lose a guy in 10 days into the- <laughs> i thought that's what we were doing i thought Did we were you just-, just watch it Recently? No, I what literally you, just thought about it for some just, unknown reason. People who are listening to this podcast are going to watch it right after they listen to this. I hope so. Oh, if you do, you're going to get a free t-shirt <laughs> from somewhere. <laughs> you know, I like. I wonder if it was strategic because Ing Sari met Thurith first, and then and they were already getting married when Popat met Benari. So maybe it was strategic on Popat. Part to the, on Pol Pot's part. Well, they met on campus. Right? No, no, they oh. met. They met after college. They oh. met like they met separate circumstances. How did they meet? Um, I believe it was like at one of these communist like meetings. Paul Pol Pot saw uh, her from across the room, and he was telling his friend, "He's like, I'm sorry, I can get her to fall in love with me in ten days." <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, "There's no way." <laughs> there is. And then Thurith is her name. Thurith. She was looking at him and she was just like, how about that guy? And her sister leans in and she's like, yeah, that's the one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get that dude to hate the shit out of me. Ten days. You'll see, bitch. (laughs) She's like, don't call me bitch. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then the movie. Yeah. <laughs> or Casablanca. Either one. I feel like in more Casablanca. I've, never, I've actually never seen You've Casab- never seen Casablanca? I haven't seen a lot of the old movies I'm supposed to see. I haven't seen Casablanca. I haven't seen It's a Wonderful Life. I haven't it's a Wonderful Life. Is, I haven't. Yeah. Yeah. I, what other ones are there? I, I, Girl Friday? That's a good one. Oh, I what? haven't seen that. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life is overrated. I feel like Casablanca is really good. Well, it's a Wonderful Life. Isn't it just a Christmas movie? It's, yeah. No. It's supposed to, but, but it's played a lot at Christmas, but it's supposed to be more of like a, basically, um, what's that guy, what's the actor's name? Jimmy he, Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Like, he's like this, like, um, small town guy who like, uh, li- like kind of had bigger dreams. I want to make a want to get out of this place. Doesn't it have like a really sad ending? Uh, no, it has a happy ending, but the plot of the movie is that Jimmy Stewart hates his life and it hates, hates his, like, hates where he's at and he loses his job or he's about to lose his house or something and he kill he's about to kill himself and the angel comes down and says no you can't do that this is what your life would be like if or this is what the people in your family would be like the people you love would be like if you never existed oh so it's Which like so it's different than if he killed them so it's like the the a christmas story it's like the three um yeah it's like scrooged yeah it's like scrooge but like more like heartfelt and like oh everybody loves you and your life everybody would be so shitty without you like the wife ends up being like a spin old spinster because apparently he's the only one, man who like Panari. Yeah. Yeah. He's the only <laughs> Oh, so it's more of a it's a wonderful life. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I, I actually did see um I did see it. You did? Uh, I did. I just remembered I did because the I remember Jimmy Stewart, he's about to jump off the bridge and the angel You're comes. ruining it. No, 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 it's okay. The angel comes down and he sees him. Oh my he's God. like, you see those two girls over there? I'm gonna make one of them fall in love with me in ten days. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart's like, no way, it's not going to happen. There's no possible way. And he's like, you'll see, Jimmy Stewart. If I that, do, that other you'll guy, do it yourself. That other guy was Matthew McConaughey. He's like, all right. <laughs> There's no way. I can't, I can't do Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Yeah, if I had some bongos, I could do it better. <laughs> yeah, that, like the, 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 mm. <laughs> 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 Okay, okay, okay. Back to it. Um, okay, so maybe it was strategic. Mm-hmm. Maybe like, maybe they were like, I don't know. Where do groomsmen hang out during their wedding? And like their powder room, the men's powder room. I don't think they call it the powder room. The pounding room. <laughs> I don't think they call it the pounding room either. I feel like that's a lot more aggressive. Uh, <laughs> there was a pounding room. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure I'd hang out in there. Where do groomsmen hang out? When, okay, whatever. Where they Are were, you talking about like at the church or? At, the we- at your wedding, at your ceremony, oh, whatever. They're hanging out like with everybody else. They're no, like, no, no, no. Like, okay, whatever. What they're outside. What part of the wedding are you talking the about? Before, like the, the reception. The reception. The reception? Oh, they're with everybody. They're with the group. If they're, unless they're, it's like the best man and the mm-hmm. groomsmen, then they're a lot, they're in the, probably with the bridesmaids. Okay, so from what I understand, bridesmaids and the, because the, the groom can't see the bride. So they're in one section, and the groomsmen and all No, this is groups. after. Well, after. She's saying we're seven. During the party. Oh, okay. During the party. Yeah, they're after. Anyway. You so, were at a wedding. You you literally ran a wedding. I know. <laughs> and you, t- <laughs> you don't know where you were. You were the host of a wedding essentially, and you don't know where 
the groomsmen and the bride. <laughs> no, I knew where the bride was the entire time. I just, whatever. The men are their own responsibility. I don't need to worry about them. <laughs> okay. I'm saying, okay, let's say, my, here's my theory, and it's probably wrong, and I should not speculate and probably look up how this happened. Mm-hmm. But I think that Aang Sari and Pol Pot were like hanging out outside. They were having a cigar. Pol Pot's like, congratulations, man. She's really hot. And, you know. And, and then and then he was like, she got a sister? And then Aang Sari was like, yeah, she does. And he's like, really? <laughs> Really, bro? Uh, really? Uh, and then, and then, one? yeah, yeah. And then, like, Aang Sari's like, she's over there. <laughs> Caesar's like, whoa, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then, and then Popot's like, yeah. And then Popot's like, she down with a C and this, and C being communism. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was cock. No, it's communism. That's what I thought too. I thought that was a really weird way of asking if she was a lesbian. <laughs> it's like, is she down with the seat? No, she's not. She's actually pretty gay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I meant, is she a communist? Oh, yeah, yeah. She's a communist. She's totally gay for communism. <laughs> And now then that's comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and so then, and so then, like, like he was like, "Hey, she's, she's totally down with the sea, man." Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> Popa was like, "Yo, hook me up. We can be, we can be like power couples of Cambodia." <laughs> and they were, and they were because okay, because they were called, they were called like, oh god damn it, um, they called the four, the Cambodian four. They were no, it was cooler. It sounded it sounded cooler than that. Cambodian. Oh, four. gang of four. Oh, Gang of yeah. Once, yeah. Once they were married, once both of them were married, and they were in power, they were referred to as the Cambodian Gang of Four. Wow. So that sounds really menacing. Exactly. So that's what I bet you, Pol Pot, like made that one up himself at the wedding before he even talked to Panari. <laughs> word just now, the what for? What did you? The Cambodian Four. I thought it was Cambodian, but that's just because I was putting their nationality. No, but it was the fact that there were four of them. It is. It is. It, really it, it was. Yeah. It was the Cambodian. Gang of Four. Oh, okay. it was like that was I in just there. Miss gang. Welcome yeah. to the Cambodian Cambodian Four. So, who do you think was the bigger bigger power couple, Paul Pot and uh, Panari, or uh, Ingsari and Q Thurith? Well, that's the, that's where it kind of it kind of. Who's I would say Q Thurith. Uh, Q Thurith is, is the little sister. Panari is the older sister. I think by like by quite an, quite a good amount. I think. What about, what about Pol Pot and? Uh, uh, Ing sorry. Ing sorry. Uh, let's see. Because maybe if he's his buddy, you know, he can have some sort of an older brother kind of influence on him and kind of just maybe... Well, I know when we talked about Panari that she kind of wasn't like... She was involved, but she wasn't like super involved. But rather, Thurith, it seems like, is super involved. Yeah, in exactly. The, in that, which is one in, which is like where that kind of divide happens. By the way, they were the same... They were born the same year, Pol Pot and Ying, sorry. Ooh, so, Irish twins. But not exactly not the same month exactly. or anything. It was so, the same um, year. <laughs> That's what they are. Irish twins. That's what that's called. So many people are born the same year. That doesn't make any sense. No. Oh, wait. No, never mind. It's, they were, oh, I thought they were brothers. No, they're just friends. Oh, okay. The sisters. I think Irish twins is if you're born on the same day or same month, but like a year apart. Because it's like your parents totally did it right after you were Irish twins. (laughs) Um, so. So. The third was, she was the one who was really 
so she she was they were both involved at like Ponari was very much involved at first she helped develop all a lot of the ideologies mm-hmm. with Salazar and then you know she became ill etc cetera, etc cetera. but Thurith also became involved and she served the Khmer Rouge as the government uh, she served the government as the social affairs minister so we're talking about a government who mistreated their people to the point of killing them in you know every day every day thousands of people died exhaustion uh, you know lack of medic medication were they just killing people in the street or were they dragging them off no they were just killing them everywhere everywhere so and then and then nobody was really in the cities at this point so like you could be farming you could say or look at a person the wrong way and you were just gonna get like stabbed or shot in the head or whatever or you would just fall over dead because you were exhausted and you didn't have enough water that day and they would just leave you there that's why it was called the killing fields because like where they would do like the because it was a field and a lot of people got killed kind of so they would do the farming yes it's basically I mean it's a good summation it's just a cruel one <laughs> well, okay, so what, what did Pol Pot and uh, and uh, um Ingsari? Yeah. Uh, what do they have at their disposal? I mean, how- they had an entire army. How they raised their army. their army was big enough. <laughs> big enough to cause some trouble. Because uh, that's rough. I mean, I imagine. I mean, it's got to be some sort of. They also had backup from um, like parts of Vietnam. It's got to be some sort of a, like a police force that's just going around and just. I mean, much like. Police oh, yeah. in, in America. Definitely. In some places, they're just like, I have the right. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. Ugh. Exactly. That is awful. And then the, you have to understand that the people didn't have anything to fight back with. Like, they didn't have any weapons or anything. Wh- whereas, the, whereas, their army, whereas the army had all the weapons, you know? Um, and the people had their children. A lot of the time. So they got to do exactly what the fuck they say. Yeah. Keep their family and kids safe. Exactly. Well, that's like, uh, I mean, one of the things I think why these two women are so interesting is that, like, they both, uh, they're both, well, first off, they're sisters, but they both, like, like, went in, uh, you know, head first into this um, and Mm -hmm. sort of, like, one of them came up with, like, you said, uh, what's her name? Uh... Panari came up with the ideology, and then Thurith sort of was the one who like was responsible for a lot of the deaths. Yeah. Um, so because she was because she was the minister of social affairs, that means that she was in charge of making sure these people were, uh, pay, like you know, following the rules. And that they were being fed, and that basically, when you're the minister of social affairs, you're the person that's in charge of making sure your people are okay. And she's not doing that. She's doing the exact opposite. The exact opposite. She's just yeah. eradicating people. Yeah, she's just eradicating Ugh. people left and right. And she's putting blame on other things. So exactly. they're not even focusing on like, she's, you know, she's not, when when th- when shit does happen, when there's like disease and stuff, mm-hmm. she says, oh yeah, there's disease, but it's not our fault. Yeah, it's, it's something completely exactly. different. It's not our fault. It's like, it's the Vietnamese's fault. It's this and that. It's not, it's never their it's never their fault, which is exactly what Pol Pot wanted to hear. You know, it's exactly what any dictator to, like, wants prove to prove that they're right. Yeah. Let me ask you this, because it sounds like she's pretty, pretty fucking horrible. Yeah. And Pol Pot's pretty horrible. Was there any uh, crossover there? Did he ever get involved with her sister? 
There's never. There's not any like. Um, we didn't see anything. He did get remarried. Popak got remarried. Yeah, but but uh, Ing Sari never got remarried. <coughs> well, Ing Ing Sari and Thuris stayed together until like they died. Oh, okay. Yeah. They yeah, they loved each other a lot. And that is another crazy thing about both of these is that it seems like both Pol Pot, Inksar, like the whole four were very in love with each other. Yeah. Like they, they were dedicated to each other. Like even yeah. when like Panari was like in her, you know, like we d- talked in the previous episode, like when even when she was like struggling with her disease, like Pol Pot was still very much in love with her and cared for her deeply. And yeah. it's the same with Inksari and Thurith. Like they still were very much in love. Yeah. There was those reports aren't from them that that's like well, no that's from people around them okay that's people in so in their regime imagine, i can imagine if no people in their regime were were like they noticed like they they loved each other and they were very dedicated to each other and like we said in the last episode panari was only removed from pol pot's presence mm-hmm. when first of all their government started falling and he was already stressed out because you know his government's falling apart his Holocaust is ending. That who you know who wouldn't be stressed? Um, that's a weird. Tra- that's tell- a weird. And the, and she ten days yeah. and <laughs> starting a holocaust. And she was and she was yeah. getting a lot worse. She was at her worst at that point. And that's when they've had to remove her and they put her basically in in uh, one of the strongholds of the Khmer Rouge to try to get her to to feel better. But it, you know it doesn't work. It's like once you have, I mean I. I couldn't find an, an, a diagnosis for her. A lot of people uh, speculate schizophrenia, but I don't think they really diagnosed it, especially back then. Can I ask a question? <laughs> You're done asking questions. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. No. Uh, Thurith, when did she die? How old so did Thur- she live? Thurith died... So let's let's We're get, get to that. Yeah, let's okay, get to well, it. I, I have, let's get to all of it. We okay. have a goddamn outline. I'm sorry. Cash. Yeah. <laughs> You're jumping all over the place. Spoiler alert. She died. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say it's kind of like what it reminds me of these women what reminds me is is the um this uh, the scene in uh my big fat Greek wedding when the mom is telling the daughter Can we? <laughs> yes, I'm saying this. Fucking deal with it. When the mom is telling the daughter that the the man is the head of the house, but the woman is the neck, and she moves the head wherever uh, yeah, she wants. Yeah, I, I love that quote. So that's I really think that quote. that's a that's a pretty good uh, quote for mm-hmm. this for these two women because even though both Ingsari and Paul Part were the were the were the men were the leaders, the women were the ones who were sort of like moving them towards where they wanted. So yeah. see, I turned it around. I made it a thing that actually helped the show. That is really smart. You guys should make a podcast about it. <laughs> I actually just got to the part of the outline that answers like three of the questions that Cash had that Good. he didn't let me get to. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> so Thurith was born 12 years after Panari. So she was the little sister. Ah. Yeah. And um, she went to Paris with her sister. She studied English literature and uh, with a focus in Shakespeare, which Laurie found really interesting. And which it is it is really interesting that she studied Shakespeare. Well, we also found out that Shakespeare is like really prevalent in Cambodia. Like it's a big deal. 
like in in what in what capacity? Like they they, they do a lot of theater or they they just they love they it. Do man. a lot of theater. They have a lot of plays. Like people are like like there are a lot of. Uh, people who are Cambodian or who are scholars in Cambodia who are Shakespeare scholars because it's just like they are just fascinated by Shakespeare and so I think it was like one of the things we read and I forgot to add it to the outline was that it's just like during that time because you know Shakespeare is sort of like a it's a free media a free entertainment essentially so they were just allowed to use that as like they would just throw on plays and they would you know read his works and stuff because it was just they didn't have to you know pay somebody to put up a play sort of thing they could just do whatever they wanted with it wow that's pretty impressive but she, good job Cambodia yeah she was like a she was like a really she was a a Real, she was like specifically into Shakespeare, which kind of makes me f- laugh because it's like she's one of the she was like one of the main communists, the main people in the Khmer Rouge who were like, you know, focused on like the the shitty laws and like all that stuff and like, you know, enacted all these terrible things. And like her big thing was Shakespeare. So it's like, what, you know, what, how did the two combine? <laughs> I mean, in Shakespeare, Shakespeare has like a lot of like. Yeah. Treachery and a lot of like a lot of war and a lot of well, not war, but I mean a lot of like conflict, family conflict and struggling and yeah. a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. And I guess you can tie some communism. So it was more like ideals to that. Somebody would come to her and be like, you know, there thirty children just died in, in, in the rice field, and she'd be like, "Leave me alone! I'm reading a sonnet." Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I can't stop thinking of these thirty dead kids. Like I wonder what her favorite I wonder what her favorite uh Shakespeare like what his her favorite writings were like cuz I feel like to me it would be I would be terrified if it was like much ado about nothing is that the, like all right you're a sociopath but if it yeah. was like like Macbeth I'd be like well that kind of yeah, makes Macbeth. sense is much ado Midsummer about nothing is it much ado about nothing or is it um a midsummer's night Night's Dream that's yeah. the comedy oh well no Midsummer Night's Dream is also a comedy so they're both a comedy yeah well Midsummer Night's Dream is more dramatic in some parts than Much Do About Nothing but yeah they're both comedies well the Midsummer Night's Dream is uh, it's the one with like all the fairies and the nymphs and all yeah. that right I bet that was her favorite and she would just like be an asshole and escape and like she's like I'm a lovely fairy and yeah. I take care of the lands I just <laughs> I just signed off la- allowing like a hundred thousand people to die of an infectious disease let me get into my fairyland. Yeah, exactly. She was, she was, she was like, we don't need medicine. We just need fairy dust to hear us. Everything will be fine. She's reading it. She's like, <laughs> Inks, sorry. People died outside. Sorry, honey. Come here. Come here. Look at this part. Punch her in her face. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, maybe, maybe this will redeem her. It won't. <laughs> um, she was the first Cambodian. Just Cambodian, not even woman or man, just a person to achieve a degree in English literature. So, um, props to that. That's got to be tough for Cambodia, though. I mean, it's just like, you know, can you imagine like the first? Yeah. Well, that was the thing with first person in America, the first woman in America to achieve an English literature degree turns out to be like a sociopath who starts a genocide. Well, that was the thing with Panari, too. Panari was the same. She was like the first woman to like graduate high school. (laughs) And 
in, in in all of Cambodia. And so and then she turns out to be, you know, the mastermind at first behind like the communist movement yeah. with Pol Pot. And then she, you know, gets diagnosed with schizophrenia. So it's like on um, both both of these sisters were just like at first it's like, hell yeah. And then it's like, ugh. Something was missing for these two. I mean, their father left them when they were young. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, whose father doesn't leave? No, 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 no. I'm not saying. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> that's so sad. It's true. Uh, <laughs> dad didn't take off. Uh, my dad didn't leave. Your so, didn't yeah. my dad stuck around, but he was kind of a ghost. Yeah. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh no. Dad, yeah. So. My dad was very much there to the point where I was like, for the love of God, dad. Back off. So which one of, out of us three is going to start the fucking Holocaust? Probably me. Yeah, the white yeah. one. The white one. The white yeah. one. <laughs> I'm just saying because I have a lot more homicidal tendencies. Because my dad fucking stuck around. That's why. Well, my dad's still you. there. I could see you with tons of people just being like, you. See him over there? Make him fall in love with you in 10 days. <laughs> You get her to hate you. <laughs> you don't do. I'm trying to bring it back. It's comedy, guys. Uh, it's called a callback. Hey. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Okay. So your dad doesn't need to leave in order for you to be. A, 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 yeah, that's a no bad excuse. It's no, no excuse. excuse. I'm just saying that there's got to be some more, something more of a particular to it. There's no. Well, it's also the husbands. Like it's also just the fact that when you, it's like it's like anything when you are part of a group. And these these ladies were, you know, they they went to France, and then they also started hanging out with like the Marxist fans mm-hmm. um, to to question why these women became who they were. I mean, it's just like it's like their whole it's their whole lives. It's like they were hanging out with the Marxist like Leninist movement. They meet these guys who are already super into it. Mm-hmm. They get just get more into it. It's it's like a cult, but way worse because. You know, they overthrew a government and then became the government. Right. I mean, it's you know, you you get stuck in your own ideas, your own ideology. It'd be like if CrossFit became our government. It'd be like, ooh. At least everybody would be really fit. Well, some a lot of people would die, but the ones that would survive would be super fit. Just like <laughs> just like the Khmer Rouge. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing it back. All right. And we have more juice. <laughs> green juices, guys. If the Khmer Rouge had uh, green juices, everybody would have been fine. <laughs> okay. She earned her English degree. <laughs> she goes back to Cambodia in 1957. She works as a professor, and she finds a private school. She's the founder of one of a private English school in the capital, in, in uh, Phnom Penh. And then in the 1960s, she joins an underground circle of Cambodian left-wingers and follows her husband, Ying Sari, into the jungle. Because they all flee into the jungle. So in 1965, they take off into the jungle. Mm-hmm. She then, under the regime, becomes a minister of social affairs, as we've talked about. 
Oh, also, fun fact, she was the highest ranking woman in the Khmer Rouge. Really? Yeah. Which makes sense, because she's the Minister of Social Affairs. No, sure, Affairs. Minister yeah. Of Social Yeah, that yeah. makes all the sense in the world. She sounds yeah. evil. So her position involved supervising hospitals and ensuring the national distribution of medicines, which there were none. None, yeah. There were, were zero. Disease, right? Yeah, there was nothing. So thousands died of illness due to lack of medical care, obviously. Researchers who were gathering evidence of the Khmer Rouge atrocities later revealed how during a tour of the northwest of the country that was suffering mass starvation, Thurith blamed the terrible conditions on foreign agents rather than on the government's decision to force 800,000 people to move into the region. So that's what we were talking about. Where yeah. She's like, she was basically like, she recognized, she'll like, it's even almost worse than like just totally sweeping under the rug because she's saying like, hey, we know that you're having like this is a shitty thing that's happening, but it's got nothing to do with us. <laughs> and so totally shifts the narrative. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's really shitty. And uh, it's very, very similar to like what's going on in our government right now. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Where, and then where it's just like, Hey, this horrible thing is happening. Mm-hmm. But what about this other thing? Yeah. Well, no, it's even more similar because she's blaming. She's basically what she said is that people have infiltrated their government, mm. you know, like, undercover ops and they were the reason that there was mass starvation and stuff so after that Pol Pot orders like a mass killing of a bunch of the people within their regime like within their government wow so she was completely heartless yeah yeah Jesus so once her sister was declared insane, she became the de facto first lady of the revolution. And they still refer to her as that. And that really it pisses me off. First there's lady. certain there's certain people in Cambodia who would call them call her and Panari the mother of the revolution or the first ladies of the revolution. It's like none of the what they did was good. Yeah. Everything they did was bad. So they make it sound like it's a good thing. And I don't know. It's kind of bullshit. It's not the well, mother I want. You can say like, I mean, I guess technically revolutions, we kind of feel like those are like a change for good. But I mean, a revolution yeah. can be a change for bad. That's true. But yeah. That's yeah. true. I mean, the fact that they did something so huge and so effectively, I think is what they're unfortunately praising or giving respect to. Which makes sense. Uh, for that, but it's it's still just uh, just such such a devious thing. Yeah, you yeah. Know, for someone to just be like, it's it's, uh, it's so ominous. Where they're just like, hey, this fucked up thing that happened. Yeah, it's not our fault. We did it. It's not our fault. Uh, also, you're all gonna die. We have medicine. None for you. Uh, it's not our fault. It's just so fucking blatant and disgusting, yeah. man. Yeah, exactly. Um. It should be more specific. Instead of saying just the mother, say like the waspy Beverly Hills mother of the like, just somebody who does not give a shit. How about just the demon bitch yeah. of yeah that killed two million people? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I think we're saying the same thing. But, uh... During her pre-trial, Ingthurith was still a a total wuss and a total rat. And she tried to blame everything on uh, Nguyen Che, the second in command. She was like, it's all his fault. He thought of everything. Um, It wasn't me. It was all him. Thurith did that? Thurith. Thurith. Thurith did that. We couldn't really understand because she had that severe lisp. 
Yeah, she was like, I saw his thought. It was him. He did so, No, say. <laughs> it just, it was born, it was actually not, it was just created based, just her trying to pronounce her own name. She's like, I can't help it. I just, I have to pronounce my name that way, and it's a thuck. I'm a thurith. <laughs> Finally, man, this was really recent. On November 17th, 2011. Whoa! Thurith was ruled mentally unfit to stand trial. Holy sh! Is she alive right now? Um, maybe I have to I have to check. Let's check. Dude, oh, she I think she died. I think she passed away recently. So they ruled her mentally unfit due to her severe case of Alzheimer's disease, and she was ordered to be released. It's very mm-hmm. light condolence, but it's a little bit of a condolence for me to know that like she spent like her remaining like cognizant years, yeah, like dealing with this trial. So it was like at least it was like okay, like at least, but I would have preferred she spent that. In bars or, you know. No, she was in bars for a little bit. They tried. Oh, the, she was. Yeah. The so process, she, was she convicted? No. I think they were holding her during her, um, like from her pre-trial to her trial. Because then when she was declared mentally unfit in November of 2011 and December of 2011, like the appeals judges like ordered new medical exams to see how mentally unfit she actually was. In December of 2012, her ruling of mental incompetence was put back into place and she was released from prison. So she was in prison for some months, which is nothing compared. And I'm sure she was treated so well in prison. Like sure, like everybody left her the fuck alone, which is bullshit. Oh, that's just that's yeah. That's so not right. I know. So Angthirth, uh, here's like a complete technical list of what they were trying to convict her for. She was com- um, she was being tried for crimes against humanity, mm-hmm. which included murder, extermination, enslavement, deportation, imprisonment, torture, persecution on political and racial grounds, and other inhumane acts. Genocide by killing a members of the Vietnamese community. Grave breaches of the Geneva Conventions of 1949, which included willful killing, torture, and inhumane treatment, willfully causing great suffering or serious injury to body or health, willfully depriving a prisoner of war or civilians the rights of a fair and regular trial, unlawful deportation, or unlawful confinement of a civilian. Well, you can say anything you want about the law, but what I love the most about law, the law is that when they want to nail you to the wall, they will find every fucking way to nail you. Like, there's like literally four, the same, they say the same thing like four different times. Yeah. You know what they forgot? Like, you know what, we're going to convict you for all four. You know what they forgot that I really wish they included it? Racketeering. Oh, I, feel- <laughs> I love me some racketeering. I love when people get convicted of racketeering it's like the funnest thing to be convicted of yeah (laughs) it's so fun to say what were you what what are you in for racketeering Racketeering. and then you have one of those little spinny crackly things like (laughs) nothing better nothing better than a good game of racketeering yeah so when she was sent to jail she was uh she was let go uh she just went back to her house with Ian Sarn. Where do you go after that? To her house, to her giant house. Well, I assume first, she like, the... guards, people would just be trying to come in there. No, not I even. I assume first the prison bathroom, because she's old, so she's got a tiny bladder. So she has to pee before she leaves the, the prison. <laughs> and then... I'm going to poop my pants. <laughs> and then she goes home, and then uses the bathroom again. Let's go home. <laughs> so that was, those were all the charges. So uh, when did she pass away? 
She passed away on August 22nd, 2015. And that was like yesterday. I think that that makes us Scottish sisters because my birthday is August 22nd. <laughs> don't. All right, I'll give that to you. Uh, why? I don't. First off, I don't understand why you couldn't just say Cambodian sisters, but I, because I guess, you said Irish okay. brothers or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Irish twins. Irish. I just love complications of the disease. Like, what the hell? What does that mean? Yeah, uh, of Alzheimer's so, disease. So she died of complications of the disease. But that's what because it's a complicated you disease. You don't die. You die from heart failure. You die from like your heart or your your heart stopping. Those are the things you die of. So it's like I don't understand. I ha- I hate it when people say complicate. It's like it's not a complication. It's a thing that stopped your fucking heart. That's what you died of. So she died of Alzheimer's. So it's just like oh blah blah blah. Hey, I'm six. I'll go play in the street. But there's trucks in the street and it hits my hits my truck. That's why maybe it's that's complication. Maybe that's. That's a complication. That's a complication of the disease. <laughs> hey, go play that quicksand and sand. This is like your little kid. She's like, great. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Only because okay. she's I'm a terrible sorry. person. Who's dealing with any, anybody with Alzheimer's? I'm not making fun of that. But I will say, if you're if the person that you love has Alzheimer's and they were also a dictator for a communist organization, they can go to hell. Yeah, yeah. You, you can. You have our. You have. The Bloody Mary stamp of approval for pushing them down the stairs. Yeah. That is something you got to do. So it says here that she was actually arrested in, in 2007 for for her crimes. For racketeering. And then for racketeering. <laughs> Same OJ shit. Yeah. For like trying to sell she was sports, a, memor- <laughs> sports memorabilia. <laughs> she broke into. She was actually with OJ. They both <laughs> they both broke into that Las Vegas hotel yeah, room. Yeah. Like, yeah, man, we got to get that shit back. He's like, Yo, that's you? your merch, bro. You're emerged, dude. You're innocent. We're going to get it back. Yeah. So, never mind. So, it's not you and Paul Pot. It's uh, Thurith and O.J. Simpson. They're the Dennis Rodman and Kim Jong-un. <laughs> I knew it wasn't me. <laughs> it's close, wasn't me. So, yeah. So, she was arrested in 2007 along with her husband. Yang, sorry. So they spent a, they spent a few years in jail before her trial, but then her trial came along. Um, and sorry is now dead, I believe. Yes, and then and then they went to trial, but then she was declared mentally unfit. Then and then, but but she did in reality after all that crap, like after the genocide happened and stuff, they lived peacefully for a long time. Her and her husband, Ing sorry, in a lux- like a villa, just a villa in in Phnom Penh, Phnom Penh, mm. until they were arrested, until they came, until they're, yeah, isn't that awful? Also, and, and she like just, her and her husband took care of, uh, of Panari in Panari's last years, too. So like, it's just Panari puttering around, Thurith's like sitting there fucking reading Hamlet, <laughs> and she's holding a real skull. Yeah. Of a Cambodian child. Oh. <laughs> well, the only thing I can think then is then that just means that Ing Sari was probably just like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> I used to be a ruler. Now I got like Tweedledee and Tweedledum <laughs> that I got to look after. So that makes me I feel a little better. This one's over here in the chair. <laughs> this one's over here reading God. Yeah, this one's over here <laughs> screaming about the Vietnamese. This one's here reading a book upside down. It's, it's actually not, not a book. It's just a toilet piece of toilet paper. Losing my goddamn mind over here. 
I conquered the goddamn world. Yeah. I was part I was brother number three, goddammit. Brother three, that sounds like a cool black guy. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Now I'm sitting in my own shit. Swiping left on swiping right swiping. on Twitter. Cambodian Twitter. Nobody's Tinder. in Palm Pen <laughs> that I can swipe on. What a life. I'm gonna kill myself. And the angel comes out, he's like, wait, dude, don't kill yourself. <laughs> this is what life would be like if you never lived. If you never lived. And it's just a great time. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of Vietnamese are still alive. Yeah. It's like just, parties in the streets. Yeah. Like, oh, dude, I should kill myself. Uh, yeah, you should. Yeah. Also, that's not how suicide works. When you kill yourself, you don't erase yourself from history. So. That's true. I'm just saying. True. It's very That's true. my big problem with, with that is movie. That problem with it? Yeah. It's that, <laughs> it's that they go like, hey, they should have been like, hey, here's what your life would be like if once you die. But they yeah. don't do that. Um, if you, if anybody listening to this looks up being sorry in her later years, there's a picture of her. She looks like a fucking bitch. I was going to say the opposite. Like, there's a picture of her when she's at, this is at her trial. And she just, it's, it's weird because you just see this. eyed Yeah, she looks glassy. Well, she has Alzheimer's, so it makes sense. Oh, okay. Um, me. It just, it's weird seeing this. It's always weird when you see this, like, tiny little old person. But then when you know that they've committed, like, all these just unspeakable crimes. Yeah. And then they... Well, that's the thing. You have to remember people are people. People are... I know. But that's the thing. It's like, if you were to see this little old lady walking across the street, you would just be like, ah, that little lady's going to go get some bread or something. Well, she probably is going to go get bread. <laughs> but then at some point, she but also you- <laughs> okayed, like, 800,000 people to their deaths. So. She's gonna get the bread and be like, I remember the time I didn't let 800,000 people have bread. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I have this one. Yeah, she'll probably be like at Starbucks and the guy will be really mean to her and she'll be like, if I was younger, I would have told you to go to the camps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I was younger, I would have made you swallow your own diarrhea. <laughs> okay. All right. That was the thing. If this was your coffee, there would be no name on it because you wouldn't exist. I. Kill you. That is a rough situation. <laughs> Can we rewind for one second. No, they made people eat their own diary. Oh, I thought we were gonna just gloss right over that. Uh, Did that happen? I don't think that actually happened. You but literally just said that was a thing. I was a thing. It was a thing that they would have to. They would at very much at times in their so-called hospitals or like the medical tents. They would huh. just sit in their own diarrhea and their own vomit, and because no one's there to take care of them, there's no actual fucking nurses there. What are they gonna eat it? They're not gonna eat it. Okay. Well, there's a difference. I mean, than I don't sitting know. It. Do you do you eat things through your butt? No. There's a difference between sitting in diarrhea. and I eating eat things di- through my butt <laughs> all the time. <laughs> You've obviously never heard of Pilates. <laughs> <laughs> don't go out to dinner with me, and she'll be like, "I'm gonna have some pie," and then sits on it, and you're like, "What's happening?" <laughs> she goes, ah, "All gone." <laughs> Well, we're going to end on that. Cash, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, you can find me, find me on you can find me on Instagram under Everything's Coming Up Cash. With a K. Uh, Twitter, at Cash Abdumalik. Uh, Facebook, the same. I have some stuff coming up, but no, it's cool. No, no, no. Maybe we'll get it out in time. Yeah, because this is... Yeah, go for it. Um, I did an episode of uh, Happy Ending on Fusion. 
uh, should be coming out in the next couple days. So, you know, when you listen to this, jump on back in time and check out episode seven. Happy ending. On- Wait, the TV show? Yeah. Is that coming back? Yeah. <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, yay. That'll be fun. Okay, well then, yeah, definitely check that out. I wasn't going to give a shit earlier, but <laughs> <laughs> now that's something I'm interested in. Anything else you want to plug? Uh, no, I think that's it for right now. Maria, do you, do you have anything? No, not really. Uh, just uh, like subscribe when we rate us a million stars and yeah. and um if uh if you're next con i'll give you Lori's address and Aww. you can <laughs> can go to her house I and keep her company really yeah oh we need to talk about that once we end this um <laughs> 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 uh, thank you guys all right thank you very much <laughs>